Hey! You've reached Road Regrets Episode 3. For June 26th. We're live on location in the Best Buy parking lot in Prince George, BC. Here we go! Hey folks, welcome to the Road Regrets Podcast. My name is Tanner James. I'm Dylan S. Keating. And we're here on the final date of the Great North Tour. We're in beautiful Prince George, British Columbia. Uh, the tour is just about over, and we're doing this live on location at a Best Buy. <laughs> yeah, uh, we tried to do this podcast a couple hours ago in the woods, but uh, your Tanner's MacBook died. And Mosquito's reading us alive, and you know we got to return this mic. This is a three-podcast trial. We're seeing how things go, so we're hoping to get a full refund for this microphone. Uh, it's been kind of a piece of shit, as we've mentioned numerous times. Yeah, it sucks. But uh, we're having a good time. The tour's been smooth. We've been to some beautiful parts of the world. It's just about done. Dylan, can you tell us about your favorite show, maybe? Yeah, uh, I liked, I think we talked about it before, but I really liked the show in Edmonton a lot at the last call. That was Park. a good one, yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, but I think the best kind of experience so far has been Prince Rupert. It was just super bizarre and beautiful and kind of felt like the end of the end of the road. Yeah, it's a coastal town in uh, kind of northwestern BC, straight above Vancouver. It's a beautiful place. Uh, it's yeah, we got a, a good history lesson kind of sitting in the, the Wheelhouse Brewery, which is a beautiful, beautiful brewery we were able to find. Yeah, it looks like it's in this old uh, fish fish processing place. Uh, shout out to them. And we'll kind of dive into it more uh, in, a, in, a few, in a few seconds, so stay tuned. Yeah, so as some of you may know, we've been to some mystical and beautiful places in BC thus far on the tour both on the beaten path and off the beaten path. We were kind of trekking through northern BC and the Okanagan and uh, the west coast. Uh, Tanner, can you rattle off uh, the tour itinerary off the top of your head? Yeah, let's go for it. See Quiz how, time. See how my memory is. R- we rapid play. fire. Two shows in Waterton, Jasper, Revelstoke, Vancouver, Whistler, Squamish, Kelowna. We had a few dates off in Kelowna. Then we're in Blind Bay, BC, which is next to Vernon. Then we're in Prince George, Prince Rupert, supposed to be Smithers, and Prince George. Here we are for our final show. We had a few changes in the itinerary, but that's it. Stick around, folks. So it is the last day of tour, as we mentioned, the Great North Tour. Uh, The cold, hard reality is that touring Canada can be a difficult task. It can be a, a giant, desolate place. It is a lot easier in the summertime. We're having a great time. Tour's been smooth, but Dylan, what kind of the hardest part of touring, whether that be logistics or that be to do with the show, why don't you just tell us about kind of the tricks and the trades and the the difficult parts of touring? Yeah, I guess the hardest parts, uh, as they say, the waiting's the hardest part. So (laughs) whether it's uh, like being in a bar waiting a few hours for the show to start and trying to not drink too much, or whether you're in a car driving to the next city, you have to find ways to keep occupied and not go too crazy hurry up and wait that is the hardest part totally uh what do you do on the road to kind of to just keep yourself out of trouble or to kill that time or what do you how do you feel how do you fill that void yeah mostly uh just reading or listening to podcasts or it's it's really nice northern bc there's a lot of cool scenery to look at especially near prince rupert felt sort of like the end of the world yeah, absolutely. And then we were supposed to go to Haida Gwaii, but uh, due to logistics, a uh, few errors on our part that didn't end up happening, which is kind of a bummer to get all that way and not go to Haida Gwaii. But there's a great festival called the Edge of the World Festival in August. Hopefully we can do that next year and maybe maybe uh, there's a great festival in Smithers called the Midsummer Night Festival. 
Um, and that would be great to do both those festivals, get back up there. And I think they were worthwhile mar markets to go to. They're small markets, but I kind of like that stomp and tall mentality. And there's a bit of a, uh, I don't know, I have a part of my ego, it may be, or just I have this overwhelming sense to include all areas of Canada, whether they be the best markets or, or not kind of thing. I like to, to find a way to make them work. Yeah, I still want to go to Haida Gwaii. We heard some cool stuff about it in Prince Rupert. Probably met one of the strangest men in northern BC who is from Haida Gwaii, which makes me a little wary oh, to go there. We should talk about this. I'm glad you brought this up. So uh, this tour, we've been fortunate enough to be put up most of the tour. Uh, we've had stayed in some great places. We have stayed with a few friends. But kind of a, when you're kind of on the starting end of touring and you're uh, an artist of kind of our caliber, you, you know, you try not to blow your money on hotels. That's just kind of a thing that can... You just can't afford to. Yeah, yeah, you just, yeah, just not the luck, a luxury that we don't think is a smart idea at this point, and we just, yeah, we just don't feel like we can, we can afford to do it, so we often hope, try to get put up, and then if we can't, sometimes we will stay with someone who offers at shows or whatnot, and we were in Prince Rupert, and we were offered a place to stay, and that was the first time since I've started doing this that I felt really, really scared. Yeah, I was a little scared. Uh, There's quite a few red flags, like the guy's friends didn't think it didn't seem to think it was a good idea for us to stay with him which that i don't know to me that's kind of a big uh big warning sign but keep in mind we had this really nice show in prince rupert it was very warm everyone was great and then it must have been the the only person that that wasn't great that invited <laughs> us to stay there but he was around great people so we just kind of we we just thought we were in the clear but it turned out not so we got to his place and there's two of us, one of him, and he was mentioning how we just got divorced, uh, or was getting divorced, uh, and this house was eerie, man. Yeah, I mean, I feel kind of weird talking about details on the on the, this widely listened to podcast, but uh, we both kind of like, because we couldn't really get a, a, a word alone, so we kind of had to like make eye contact, and then we said we had to go get gear from the car, and we just just bailed and went to the Indian casino and had a pint. Yeah, we did. And that's how we escaped, uh, by lying and by... Um, I, Deception. I didn't, I didn't feel like we could uh, really talk to him about it. He, I didn't want to hurt his feelings, mostly. Yeah, but what was... So, why, that didn't really give me a good picture of why we left. What was what was wrong with the situation? Well, there's a one-eyed cat, which what? is cute. But it was kind of like reaching its paw, like it wanted to be rescued. And there was a, a turtle. <laughs> there was a turtle, yep. Anything else? Uh, the house was tilted, too. That was what got me. It, like, you walk up the stairs, and this house was tilted. And this man started seeming more and more distraught as we went on. And he started kind of yelling and talking really loud. And he had these glasses on that were totally crooked. The house is disgusting. He wanted one of us to sleep in the turtle room on this disgusting bed and there were just turtles in, in large tanks surrounding the room. And then upstairs, there was a, I don't know if that was a bearskin rug or what that was, but basically to sleep some on Some sort of animal. Some sort of animal rug. And keep in mind, one side of the house felt like it was two stories high. The other side of the house felt like it was three stories high. And he made us look and, and notice the difference. And I felt like when I was looking out the window, he was going to push me out the window. <laughs> I think there was some paranoia creeping in from sleeping in a car for two nights in a row. That probably didn't help help our help our uh, mood but the fire escape 
bo- there was this box that said like instant fire escape, like an as seen on TV product. Yeah, and it was from the I swear it was from the sixties because the design on the front looked like it could have been a movie poster for the first cycle film. Yeah, it was like a ghost woman on the front, and I don't know, just... out of a window, and I felt just like that might have been foreshadowing what was about to happen to us. So without any warning, we we both had I had my sleeping bag, Dylan had a sleeping bag or a blanket, and we wanted to leave. But we didn't want to tell this guy, uh, but we also wanted to get our blankets. So I said that we would go into the car to grab our guitars because we didn't want to leave them in the car. He said, okay. Uh, and then I secretly put my sleeping bag up by the front door so that I could grab it. And then we... Classic move. Yeah, classic uh, classic swap through. And then we were out. And then when we tried to get out in the car, I realized I went the wrong way down a one-way alley. And it was just like a horror movie. I just pictured him when I tried to flip around being right behind us and... Slashing through the windows, and I think the the yelling was was the worst part. He just uh, you said your moment of uh, of, of bouncing was uh, previous to that, but for me it was he just started yelling about like political issues that we weren't really talking about, and I just kind of felt a little bit nervous and on edge, and thought it would be better just to to get out of there. I also there was a lot of Japanese paraphernalia, and what I mean by that is there were a lot of cultural. Uh, decor choices and uh, book collections and just like he mentioned he taught English in Japan for a long time and there was a lot of uh, Japanese artifacts but they were all dated and old and eerie and and just faded by the sun pretty much everything that could go wrong went wrong and just sort of added to our paranoia and I don't know if it I, I think we would have been fine but it was one of the situations where I felt uncomfortable and I think that's a good time to leave. And I think we've been in enough sticky situations or strange situations, and this one just was getting stranger and stranger. Yeah, yeah. I think it, I think we made the right choice.
first episode of Road Regrets. Uh, it's been a pleasure, folks. Uh, next week on the show, we're hoping to have Canadian author Thomas King. <laughs> we'll have a, a film review of Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade. And hopefully we'll actually start talking a little bit about tour. Yeah, and maybe a new sponsor to announce, too. We'll let you know how things go at the Holiday Inn Express tomorrow. Uh, I've been Tanner. This has been Dylan. Thank you so much for listening to Road Regrets. Road Regrets.